time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. I had a client named George. George came into my office very much at a, a place, a low place in his life. George was about 48 years old and was really struggling with life. One of his questions to me was interesting. He said, well, my wife thinks that maybe I'm having a midlife crisis. What do you think? So I asked George why he thought he was in the midst of a midlife crisis, and he told me he wasn't sure other than his his wife thought that he might be. And so he told me that most of the time he just is lying around the house wondering what to do. And on Saturdays, he wakes up and he just ambles around the house, just very little energy, doesn't really enjoy the things he used to do. He was really kind of contemplating, what does it all matter? What, what's life about anymore? And so I said, George, it could be a midlife crisis, but I'm thinking you might be depressed, which raises the question of when is it a depression, when it is a midlife crisis, and maybe when is it just some basic unhappiness? As it turns out, that's not the easiest question to answer. The reason is because sometimes it can look very similar, and sometimes it can feel very similar. But the question is, what do you do about it? Because there's a different way of approaching it, whether it's depression or unhappiness or a midlife crisis. So first, let's talk a little bit about unhappy, because that's probably the easiest to to switch off from. Unhappiness is usually transitional. We usually aren't unhappy for an extended period of time. We're usually unhappy for a shorter period of time, depending on what's going on. So you might be unhappy with where things are in life, but it's just kind of a temporary phase that you're frustrated with the bills that are mounting or frustrated with where the kids are in life and the busy schedule, or maybe you're frustrated that you and your spouse aren't connecting the way you want to, and you're just kind of unhappy about those situations. Unhappiness is usually transitional. And it is usually not global, meaning that it is usually in conjunction with something. When you're with somebody, you're unhappy. When you're in a certain situation, you're unhappy. And there are ways that we move through that unhappiness. And usually there is a a process of trying to figure out what it is that's making us unhappy and alleviating that, which is a little bit different than depression. Generally, depression is universal in scope, meaning it covers our entire life. No matter what we're doing, we have some level of that feeling of depression. So even if you're trying to do the things you've always loved doing, you can feel that place where it's just not connecting anymore. And it's usually a global situation. So it, it, it crosses whether you're with friends or not with friends by yourself or whether you're at work or whether you're hanging out the house or, or whether you're doing something you've always loved or something that you didn't particularly enjoy. It's just a place of being fairly low. If you think about the, a mood as an energy level, depression generally is when the energy level has been turned down all the way. So it's kind of like if you're watching TV and the volume's been turned low, you might hear a little bit more when somebody yells or somebody whispers, you hear much less. If you turn up the volume, right, the mood goes up, the volume goes up, then it affects all of that. And so with depression, there might be some some higher and lower moments, but overall the energy level is low. The thoughts are low, meaning you tend to have negative thoughts and you don't really care much about things. 
In fact, that's one of the clear symptoms we see is that when somebody is globally not caring about things, globally disconnected, that's much more about depression. And then there's the midlife crisis. Usually in a midlife crisis, there's a lot of restlessness and yearning. In fact, there's a whole lot of energy associated with this crisis because you're wanting to get somewhere else. Sometimes people tell me that they just, it's like they can't even feel comfortable in their own skin or in their own life or in their own place. And they feel stuck and, and, and caught and frustrated and they want something more. Notice the difference there between a lot of people with depression and a lot of people with midlife crisis. And let me tell you that there are some places where both depression, anxiety, and and unhappiness and and the midlife crisis kind of come close together. But the difference that I see is that there is a desire in a midlife crisis for something more. There's a belief that there's got to be something else. A lot of times in depression, it feels like there is just no energy for anything, that nothing matters. In a midlife crisis, it's trying to find what matters. So often when I'm listening for the difference, I'm listening for that place of wanting something else, of wanting something that points me towards a midlife crisis versus just that place where nothing really matters. A midlife crisis is often grounded in the feeling that something is missing, the feeling that there there's just ought to be more to life, that, that somewhere, somehow, there's an answer. A lot of times in depression, there's not a whole lot of looking for the answer. There, there's kind of a res- resignation to the feeling, the resigned to having to feel this way. Now, this is not always true. So let me be very clear that the best way of dealing with this, if you think it might be depression, is to have it assessed by a professional. But part of the process that we're talking about today is the fact that there's something else that exists in that midlife crisis. As I've talked about over these past few weeks, this midlife crisis is an opportunity because it's about a midlife transition out of what what mattered in the early, in the first half of life versus what matters in the second half of life and potentially what matters the most. Because it's no longer about what I, I, I can achieve, 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 but what can I do How can I be, how can I find meaning? This is why it matters. If you're unhappy, you're likely in need of a reorganization of life, or at least your life philosophy. Now, part of that life philosophy may fit into a midlife crisis, but in unhappiness, part of what you're looking at is what would change it? What would bring you moments, not just of of happy, but of joy, of contentment, of satisfaction in life? And sometimes that's about making some shifts. Maybe an unhappiness means that you're stuck in a project for right now and you can see it as temporary. And so sometimes you see that life has a a shift, a a reorganization that's obviously going to happen. It it just is part of the natural change of things that the project ends or the kids get beyond that place where they're so busy or or you get to a different place in in some some place of life and, and suddenly it clears up. Or maybe you realize that you have to reorganize, that you've been in one area of life and you need to shift over to another area of life. And it really is just about making a change in how your life is going that changes it from that place of unhappiness. If you're depressed, it has to be addressed because depression tends to build on itself. 
People who find themselves caught in depression find that it gets more and more solidified the longer they spend in that depression. And for some people, it gets more and more deep because we tend to have a repetitive thought process in depression. When people are depressed, they think badly about themselves and badly about their their life, and they continue to think badly about that, leading to more and more depth to those bad thoughts. And the lower our energy goes, the harder it is to build it back up. If you have just a mild depression, sometimes it's easy to move beyond that just by changing a few things. But as it becomes moderate or even severe depression, it gets harder and harder to pull that out. And so if you believe there might be some depression, it's important to try to find some answers to that, either through therapy or other ways of intervening. Now, notice I didn't say, so go grab some medicine, because I'm not always feeling like medicine is the best first option for depression, but therapy is great, exercise is great, changing your eating habits, changing your thought habits, understanding those thought habits, which is one of the reasons that cognitive behavioral therapy is such a benefit to people who are are struggling with depression, because it helps understand how those thoughts drag us down. And by the way, if you struggle with what is it, whether is it biology or psychology, is it thought or is it brain? Yes, it's both. Depression is all of that because every thought you have is a chemical reaction in your brain, good or bad, high or low. Every thought you have is a chemical reaction in your brain. So the chicken or egg argument gets to be a little difficult. Which causes which? Well, it doesn't matter. You can intervene both ways. If you change your thoughts, you change your brain. If you change your brain, you change your thoughts. The important thing is to get started on dealing with it if you believe it might be depression. That's the time to contact a therapist or talk with your doctor or find somebody else who can guide you through that process. But a midlife crisis, this is the opportunity of saying what is truly important, what really makes a difference here. I believe that there are some different things that come from that midlife crisis, a need to find meaning in life. In fact, that's one of those distinguishing things. I believe that there's a desire to find meaning that comes along with a midlife crisis, and depression is having given up on meaning, that nothing is meaningful, everything is meaningless. People who are in a midlife crisis may not know it, but what they most are trying to find is that place of meaning in life. It's also that place of purpose. What what am I going to do? Why am I here? What is my place of, of being connected to the greater world, which leads us beyond purpose to engagement? How can I engage in the world in a meaningful way? Many times when people are in a midlife crisis, they tell me that they are trying to figure out how to engage with people who were still stuck at that place they used to be. They feel that there's a hollowness to the way people are pursuing things around them because we all arrive at different places in a midlife crisis. So sometimes I'm talking with a couple and one of the couple isn't there at the midlife crisis. And the other person is saying, why can't you see that there's something deeper that should be here? But one spouse is not clear about that because they haven't had that that pulling at them. They haven't had that sense of that. Or maybe they've even already begun the process for themselves. And so they're not stuck trying to figure out how to make life meaningful. It already is. They're not stuck trying to figure out their purpose. They already have it. But sometimes it's having a conversation with somebody who doesn't doesn't see that part of life just yet. The bigger part of a midlife crisis 
is figuring out how you're going to impact the world. This is one of my core beliefs that we are here to have an impact and we can't help but have an impact. Whether we have a great impact, a positive impact, or or a negative impact, that's a matter of choice at some point. Once you realize that you're making an impact, then you get to choose what impact you want to make. And the midlife crisis is a calling to find how to make an impact in the world that makes a difference, that leaves our legacy. I haven't met too many people that want to have a legacy of negativity, a legacy of hurt, and a legacy of of falling short. Most people want a legacy of people seeing them for, for being all that they are, for having respect for who they've been and how they've lived their life and for the difference they've made in the lives of others. That's that positive impact. And so part of that midlife crisis is trying to find that moment of impact, the place where you choose your legacy. The resolution of a midlife crisis is when somebody can move to that place of meaning, that place of purpose, to engage in the world in a different way, to create an impact in the world, and to release the stuff that didn't happen, to release all of those expectations that that we carry with us that aren't going to happen and don't have to happen for life to be satisfying. As we talk about this subject, as we get to the end next week of this discussion about midlife crisis, part of what we want to start is is to make sure that we're diagnosing it correctly. If you think you might be suffering from depression, talk to somebody about that. Find some ways of dealing with that depression. It's possible that there's a combination here. And the important part is attending to the depression so that you can then attend to what life calls you to, of where that midlife transition is calling you to step up to a bigger place, to make a bigger impact in the world. Find the difference in those places, and then you can figure out how to make a difference in your world, how to re-engage in your world in a new way, how to make an impact. And this is Lee Balkum wishing you a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.